Yo, Anchor Nation, what is good? Uncle Mike here. Hope everybody is doing well. Uh, wanted to put a recording down today um, because uh, today uh, marks the, well, doesn't mark the uh, two years, but it's uh, my mother's uh, birthday. And um, just wanted to send her my gratitude show my love uh for her in in laying and recording down and just wanting to uh share with you all um who my mom was or how i remembered her to be um and um i mean it it's been two years let's see officially two years 2022 November 15 officially two years since her passing um and um you know it just it's weird it feels like it's only been yesterday since she passed away um it stays vivid in my mind um since our last birthday um fortunately we had an opportunity to celebrate it um we, we got to celebrate it with her one last time uh when she was living with me uh at my home in San Leandro and um I'm just grateful f- to have someone like that raise me and was there for me throughout my whole life uh even when there were times she couldn't be there um out of just not uh things that were out of her control or how she felt maybe helpless and hopeless to um come see us um because of her relationship with my dad and uh you know i can only imagine what she must have went through uh during that time uh when my dad had custody of me and my brother while she had to um i guess get her life together and she had to soldier on she had to just live her life not seeing us for gosh i i wouldn't say i mean when we were young there were probably a good year or two where she just never saw us we had no communication with her and i and this is before the time of cell phones this is before you know this was just gosh you know like i wonder what she must have went through not being able to see her two kids you know and 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 especially during a time when we were so young we were only six seven years old eight years old i'm gonna say from seven eight nine years old we 
barely got to see our mother. And that must have really wrecked her and, and you know, caused her a lot of stress and sorrow. Um, I, I think, fortunately, you know, we... I had a we had a good dad, you know, a, a, a caring dad who did the best he could in in these circumstances. But at the end of the day, you know, like uh, for a man to for a, a relationship to deteriorate in such a way where you don't you would you would keep your children away from their mom. That must have been very. Uh, it must have been a really bad relationship. Must have been a lot of resentment there, you know. And I know my mom, till her dying day, had her resentments. Um, but uh, for sure, she, uh, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe our bond became a lot stronger because of it. Uh, because we certainly missed the heck out of her during those times, and uh, being able to see her. Uh, when we finally got to see her, it, you know, it's a, a great feeling. Um, you know, of course, um, I don't know. Like my mom, she it, it was it, it was such a weird relationship growing up. Uh, the the way we did with uh, our dis- dysfunctional family, my dad, you know, having four different. Uh, wives in his lifetime and, and, you know, bearing five children or him not bearing five children, but, you know, having uh, four of these women, you know, give him a total of five kids and him uh, doing the best he can to be a, a, a provider. Um, and, and I don't know, kind of almost having all of us kind of go against him to side with our mom I want to say maybe I'm the only one I don't know uh, I, I probably am the only one that probably sees his side and can be like more empathetic to how he is how he what he must be going through uh, but you know I, I always go into to look at my family as I love both parents equally you know and I am grateful for both of them being in my life of course my mom you can't you know that's my mom you know she bared me you know she gave birth to me and you know that can never change and that was that that'll always be you know she will always be my mom and I love her to death for that and my dad you know he uh you know a a part of me is a part of him too and he is uh He's everything. I mean, he's he's done everything in his power to make sure we had a roof over our heads, we're fed, we're happy, we had money, we uh, were always full. Um, you know, even if he um, did not give our mom, you know, the proper kind of care and respect or what have you um 
he did his part by taking care of us and he always made sure that there was someone watching over me and my brother uh, at that time even when my mother wasn't around um, so uh, again I'm, I'm just grateful for for both of them and you know what whatever happens happened and it is what it is um you know i I just want to you know like preface by saying like you know i love both my parents and and you know but today's certainly a more special day and it's more of a dedication to my mom and you know just growing up you know she certainly was the the more loving the more caring she certainly looked at she can she can sense a lot better than my dad could she can certainly sense what I was going through um sense my my feelings and 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 you know how I'm feeling inside even though I didn't talk or even though I didn't like uh, voice my opinion or voice my frustration or anything she can certainly sense it a lot better um so she you know she was great in that aspect but she was also such a um a leader like like business savvy and smart and, and like such a go-getter and it's just it boggles my mind that she is um she can do that and you know, she's certainly one of these modern, more modern day women, you know, that's more aligned with like boss lady, matriarch. I run the show in the house. I call the shots, uh, not the man. I'm smarter than the man. Why shouldn't I call the shots? She shouldn't have that mentality. And I could certainly see why my dad <laughs> butt heads with my dad. Uh, in the end um but but you know you, i have to give her credit for you know she absolutely came to america with 30 bucks in her pocket you know and carved a lane for herself you know without my dad's help you know really was such a go-getter really was just uh, such a able-bodied and and physically and mentally strong that she was able to earn enough money uh buy a house not without the help of uh friends and family but of course you know the only reason friends and family would help is because they see her and they are inspired by her and you know certainly she was uh uh very set in her ways and very stubborn as well so she, um, it was kind of like her way or the highway for the most part. And uh, a lot I rubbed a lot of men the wrong way. That's for sure. A lot of men the wrong way. And I, I don't know for the life of me why she chose her next husband. Uh, but I kind of figured why. I kind of realized why. Because he was such a, he was such a kind of like, um... I'll 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 stand back and I'll let you run the show. You just take care of me. He had that type of attitude, and um, sure enough, my mom, you know, uh, figured that's 
that it works out that way. It works out best for her. It worked out in that weird, in that weird uh, relationship that, you know what? He's here to help watch her back, supposedly, quote unquote, quote unquote, watch her back. But, you know, I, I you know, like looking back again, I, I just don't see, you know, what what he offered um, other than just being a, a warm body just to provide some sort of sense of security for my mother that she won't be alone until when she get old. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, that's in my opinion, that's a bad bet. And, and, you know, that was uh, not the best decision she made, but she made it and she made her bed and she slept in it. And, um, you know, it just, um, it is what it is. Um, again, you know, like I, I'm not here to badmouth her about her. This is she was absolutely not the perfect person, but um, I still love her for everything that she did for me, my brother. Not just for me and my brother, but for the family, for everybody in the family, for all the relatives, for all the her, all her siblings, all my uncles and aunts that that she helped along the way sponsored to the states my grandparents you know like she was quite the trailblazer she came here with my dad 1978 79 um i i believe she was married to my dad for no more than two years or three years tops after having me and my brother it was just all downhill the marriage just fell apart my dad became a um philandering you know going around you know messing around uh, behind my mother's back um and then they divorced uh ever since then my mom was on her own uh taking care of my grandparents on her own was able to um save up a little bit of scratch to start her own business started at started selling uh started selling groceries at a little grocery store in a corner market uh downtown uh, down in oakland in the middle of nowhere like like just just a lot of a lot of um struggles uh you know, starting with the business and not knowing what to do uh, with the business, not know, not understanding the um, the demographic very well, and it was really interesting that she kind of like she never did retail selling groceries to a market, uh, you know, to the to the public before. And somehow figured out, like, looking at the demographic or, or, like, looking at, you know, what was around her and was able to, to, I guess, figure out what is a good, uh, what the market is, what the market is looking, uh, or, or, or how do I say, what appeals to the public. And, you know, she noticed across her from her street, there was a little, there was a high school. And so the high school where she was selling basically 
a grocery store that sold rice and produce and all these things turned into a a little candy store that and, and snack store that sold strictly to the kids you know it, she didn't have a liquor license or anything like that you know if she had a liquor license it would have been a liquor mart and it actually would have made a lot more money but she didn't have the capital to purchase a you know liquor license so she ended up just really become selling this kind of like this little cafe slash snack store that sold candy uh cup noodles sandwiches my grandma and grandparents my granddad would make sandwiches for uh uh for for the kids set it up lunchtime come around all the, all the sandwiches would sell out all the cup noodles all the donuts that she would uh pick up early in the morning would would sell out i mean you know she really and it was a booming business it was crazy because uh there were uh there were so much there was so much um Uh, traffic, foot traffic, kids running in there to to uh, buy food. It became um, kind of like talk of the town, talk around the the block. That like, oh wow, this is uh, this is great. And it even got to a point where the students. I mean, geez, this is back. This is back in the early eighties, eighty one, eighty two. That the high school students actually went in there and looted. A fight broke out, and they looted my mother's little snack store cafe they ran in there bust the whole thing down you know and and caused ruckus and took you know just really ransacked my mom's shop and it was all over the news and um you know and uh what was really uh fortunate was i guess the high school principal at the time same high school i attended by the way oakland high um they recognized that like hey you know there's a small business here uh small business here that's just trying to make money and feed you kids you know without this store there's no other nowhere else around that you can actually go to uh get food so you should be so grateful uh that uh you know there's a business here that's helping you now they're gonna close down because you guys can't uh hold your shit together so going forward, once my mom kind of, I think there was insurance uh, 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 for that business. I think, I believe this, that there needs to be insurance every time you open a business. So insurance covered it and she was reimbursed. They opened the shop again, but this time uh, the principal at, at the school would send down security guards, two security guards down there to watch the watch the store uh every lunchtime every after school so that there's no you know no more uh misbehavior going on out there so that was how she uh you know kind of made her living the first i want to say first five to ten years first five to ten years she was running this little candy store doing that and it was uh it was really cool uh that uh, you know they saw her for uh you know uh, as they saw her as like a very um business-minded uh hustler and you know uh what was really 
uh, interesting was where that where that store is that she leased she um she was uh there was a lady that lived behind that store up the hill that would come down and buy stuff from my mom and ask my mom to bring it up to her and giving her that house i mean that was going back giving the house but every so basically they built a, re, a very nice cordial relationship uh with the old lady behind the uh behind the house uh behind the store and so um you know i don't know how many years i don't know this is like probably during when i was just a baby but during that time you know i was already uh my parents were already divorced so my mom build a really nice relationship with the old lady and uh um you know she was getting uh very old and to a point where she can't really uh walk up the hill anymore so she had to sell the house and she um my mom wanted to buy the house but she didn't have the money she didn't have the money to buy the house because you know my mom was just struggling uh you know struggling business small business owner and you know but because the old lady's seen so much potential in her that she wanted to give her a break and to say you know what I'll put up the I'll put up the loan for your house to get this uh I'll put out I'll put up the down payment for this home for you to get get this loan and you pay you you pay off the mortgage and you pay her back uh little by little basically that's you know what happened and you know with, and with that you know with like i said a little bit of help from people she, that in, that she inspired you know she was able to uh, buy her first home become her first homeowner uh you know in in oakland and obtain that house and you know i'll tell you you know with that opportunity she it, it just like it just became things got better and better you know like in and you know now that i look back it's like you know luck you can be lucky but without hard work luck does it does can only get you so far but if you work hard a little bit of luck will get you so far and you know my mom is like a, a living testament of that you know you know coming here to the states with not much and and you know following my dad and you know being out on her own after a f- couple years and being able to work hard enough to uh make a living and then all of a sudden you know some opportunity comes along and you know with someone who's willing to help just offered up to sell you their home for you know a fraction of the price and on top of that willing to believe in believes in you to enough to put up a down payment on your house i mean wow and and you know i think that was her first like kind of um first real experience of like really just um 
making it big and then from there i think you know she, you know and even after that she sold her home after the old lady sold her home she moved into a, a senior living place my mom would go visit her and just you know it was almost like my mom was the daughter she never had um and uh, they just had a really great relationship so it's just very interesting that uh they that my mom you know uh met this person along the way along the way uh, in her you know uh in her life and again you know because of this house she was able to make so much uh she was able to capitalize so much on you know getting getting this house you know with this house and the business doing well she was able to you know take out another loan move away from this business of selling she actually sold her business sold her business to the next person and the next person figured like i could just do the same thing sell stuff from the from from the shop so made that money she made a business sold the business got the money and went and did start another new business uh out out in downtown oakland uh, selling not food this time but selling but it was funny because went in to start opening a store and selling food but then looked at the demographic again realized that there is money to be made doing something selling something else and evolved her business to from selling food and candy to selling clothes slippers like becoming a thrift store basically for the asian community and then from selling a being a thrift store selling asian community to selling incense selling uh how do you say religious things religious goods like things that have everything to do with buddhism and 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 uh and taoism which was crazy which was just so crazy because when she tapped into that market like wow um she was again the first store to do it all of a sudden all the the little supermarkets around her was like whoa we're gonna do the same thing just completely uh became a full competition saw that she was selling all that incense stuff they tapped in uh, you know she tapped into that market was the first one to sell it uh, around her neighborhood now all of the supermarkets were selling the same thing it was crazy it was crazy and it took them years to catch on but then really it yeah they made a lot of money doing that um and did that for another 10 years and then along with that um after that i mean i think somewhere along that line she met my stepdad and uh you know my stepdad figured like oh you know like kind of i don't know if he was whispering in her ear or saying something um rumor has it he did he did do that and and kind of made my uh made my grandparents uh, retire early and 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 sell the business uh again and with that money went to um move to sacramento to start the uh start a new business and i felt like you know i mean not to say that wasn't a good idea because in a way it, it kind of was you know like she certainly bought a bigger plot of land um 
had other connections in China with uh, construction material. So, I mean, you know, for better or worse, you know, as much as I dislike my stepdad, um, you know, he did contribute in some of her success. Um, I just feel I just feel a certain way about him uh, being entitled to it. Like, like, yeah, you might have like, you know, dropped a couple of gems on my mom. But, you know, you act like you were doing the legwork. And that's where I have beef with him on that matter. He, you know, he feels some sort of way about everything. And, you know, this entitlement, this sense of entitlement is just, um, for me, way too, I, I, you know, that, again, you know, like, maybe my mom would give you credit, and I would give you some credit, but... You know, you don't ro- you don't rule the world. You don't rule us, and you're not entitled to m- any of us taking care of you. Um, you're certainly not entitled to live in my house. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't even take care of yourself. So, you know, like I, I you know, you really can't speak. So, um, um, with him, with my mother, and my stepdad, selling. My mom is selling the business, selling that business and moving to Sacramento and starting a new construction business. She was already like, you know, in her 50s, going on 60. Jeez, like she was already getting up there in age. And I just like feel she shouldn't have been working so hard. But, you know, unfortunately for me and my brother, we, you know, we were still young. We certainly didn't have our shit together. And that's probably the one thing I regret the most is like we didn't have our shit together until way later. I mean, I didn't have my shit together until way later, until my mid 30s is when I finally got my shit together. You know, had I started early in my early 20s and figured out what I really wanted to do and really hustled towards that goal and, and you know, was really a go getter and try to get, make money. Um, I wouldn't have to move to SAC and I wouldn't have to like work under my mom and cause a bunch of stress to my mom and and my mom didn't have to stress me out, you know, Uh, had I maybe been very clear in my goals or what I wanted to do and prove to her that I could do it and and be successful at it. That would have been, you know, that would have been good, but you know, things didn't work out that way. And, uh, you know, I had to like suck up, swallow my pride. And, and, you know, at the age of 28, move back into my mother and live with her for like five years. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, again, you know, the relationship with me and my mom, it's tumultuous, but at the same time, it was very loving, very, you know, very, how do you say I'm the boss, you're the employee, listen to me, <laughs> kind of a kind of relationship. But, um, you know, I, I don't regret that. I certainly don't regret that. But, but what I do regret is not having my shit together. Um, yeah, I was just way too dilly dallying and, 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 and nonchalant with my early 20s, mid 20s, up to late 20s. So, um, you know. Me swallowing my pride, moving back with my mom, staying with her was absolutely the necessary thing 
to do, the thing I needed the most, and which um, kind of made me who I am today. And uh, I have to, I have her to thank for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, like, you know, living with her and, and, you know, learning the ropes through her again, like being under her spell being under her tutelage and being under uh, under her house you know like it certainly was different from living with my dad my dad gave, certainly gave me and my brother more freedom however in terms of like learning and you know learning about business and learning about life um, my mom definitely um, uh, taught me a lot in that aspect um, so I you know I, I'm again you know I'm just I'm grateful for my mom and grateful for her being in my life and and I uh, you know today's her birthday I wish her I, I know she's watching over us and uh, I hope she's proud of who we've become and uh, continue to watch over us as we become uh, better better than who we are yesterday and hopefully our kids and not my kids but my niece and nephews her grandchildren are are going to be grow up to be strong and and healthy and successful as well um yeah and um, we're banking on it uh anyway uh 30 minutes in um thank you so much for listening i uh, just wanted to again leave a little dedication for my mom um let her know that i love her very much and i miss her and wish covid wouldn't have happened and she'd still be here um but you know she pushed me towards becoming a better person becoming a better business person you know getting into real estate she's taught me all of that and i am nothing without her so thanks mom uh i'll see you soon peace Yo, yo, good morning, good morning, what is good? Uncle Mike here, back again with another episode of my podcast journey. And I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Happy Tuesday, happy holidays. It's Thanksgiving, it is November 22nd? I wanna say it's 22nd. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, lucky guess, but uh, hope everybody's doing well. I wanted to lay a recording down because um, I am currently on PTO, uh, which means uh, in the whole work world is uh, paid vacation, paid time off. That's what it stands for, PTO. So, you know, we accumulate this, uh, you know, uh, every year you get a certain number of hours and I am actually required to take it because um, my job um, thankfully uh, requires everybody to take mandatory time off uh, five consecutive five consecutive days, um, you know, kind of like a it's almost like um work requires us to have sort of like a mental health check not so much we go out to go get our mental health check but kind of like time away from work so we're not burnt out in a sense 
And I will say I am really grateful for just getting that. Um, which reminds me, I, I should absolutely reach out to my boss just to let him know that I'm I'm grateful for him just even um, giving me the opportunity uh, to work there and having these perks, you know, and, you know, you really have to kind of sit back and, and realize like, or I do, and I think a lot of people should is just, you know, sometimes even if life really gets you down, um, you should look back and count your blessings and, and be grateful for the things that has happened to you, grateful for the people who has taken a chance on you, who has given you an opportunity to try to prove yourself and prove your worth and, you know, succeed, succeed in, in I guess, succeed in letting them know they made a good decision kind of a thing. So it's kind of, it's therapeutic, you know, and, and it helps you once it helps you, I guess, readjust your perspective, readjust how you look at uh, everything. And It doesn't make you, uh, I guess, as depressed or as, um, I guess, wrapped up in your own little world of uh, misfortunes and and being disappointed at where you're you are in your life and and how maybe you're not uh, exactly where you want to be and you want to get out of that funk. Uh, I certainly felt this way for a while. Um, I just felt like ever since I don't want to keep uh, dredging up the the past or or what have you. But uh, I mean, I feel like ever since I've been on my own and since I've got out of this crazy relationship with my stepdad, um, Things have been certainly looking better, but then you you come to realize there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. And, uh, you know, now that this one problem is out of my life, it's like there's more. There's more problems out, you know, that needs to get tackled. And, you know, perfect example was the moment uh, he was removed from the house. It's like, oh, wow, there's this whole master bedroom that's like full of his stuff that needs to go. And, uh, you know, fortunately all that's been removed, you know, oh my God, what's the next thing? Oh my God, we got to paint. We got to remodel. Oh my God, this bathroom is wrecked. This bathroom is wrecked with smells and ammonia and pee stains and, you know, just destroyed. The bathroom was destroyed in the sense where, it really, you can't really use it, you know, um, you can only remodel it. Uh, so I, you know, another task that you need to jump on it, but you know, we, we move, we keep going, we keep, we keep going forward, we keep pushing, 
And that's the only way we can do it. That's the only way we can see results. You know, you, you keep your nose down and you keep pushing forward. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. And I think I lost sense in the whole, uh, along the way, I lost a, I saw, I forgot to like maybe look up and, and, and look back and see, look at myself, how far I've come. You know, I'm, I think I was, you know, in a, in a sense, I was getting beat down um, with all these tasks being thrown at me. And, you know, in a way, almost getting it done haphazardly, not um, really appreciating what was given to me. And, you know, now that I have this PTO, um, I had a day to rest. I had a day to kind of recoup and not worry about work. Um, it was funny because I was really stressed out. I was, you know, like, oh my God, I, um, before my PTO started, I was just like stressed, like, oh my God, there's things I haven't finished. There's loose ends that hasn't been tied. And it just seems like as the end of the day, the end of last Friday, which which was technically my day off, uh, but I chose to just you know what, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to chuck it, uh, swallow my pride and go into work and make sure I facilitate this whole situation, make sure everything gets done. Because last week we were moving uh, offices from one office to the next office. And the prime goal was, you know, after moving all of the equipment, all everything to the, um, new office, like, all of the ATMs that were moved there needed to be set up and brought up into service. And the problem was we were, we did that, but the ATM never came up and we knew this was a problem because network issues and, you know, like it needs to talk, uh, the ATMs, once they're hooked into the new ports, they need to start talking to the ATMs and come to find out it's like, oh, we need all these new IP addresses. We need this and that for the new ATMs that came in. And, you know, there was just so much miscommunication. Um, and it was very frustrating because it just kept like seeming like nobody was talking to one another. There certainly was a lot of miscommunication. Not even going to lie. Um, don't know who I needed to talk to, who was going to talk to me. And on top of that, the people that I needed to talk to uh, were not available. And I'm really trying to make a concerted effort to not just badmouth people because it is so easy to just just criticize and talk shit about people, uh, you know, to other people or about them behind their back rather than just confronting them head on and just say, hey, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Or I have a, you know, we have this issue. What can we do to fix this? Um, It's, you know, it, things gets resolved better if there's better communication for sure. And I feel like that is probably my issue uh, at that workplace is not having, not understanding um, how to talk to these how to talk to my colleagues, how to talk to my coworkers from other departments too. 
Um, I think my coworkers, you know, for the most part in my team are, are okay. Um, well, but I will say my, the one who trained me, you know, it's really hard to talk with her because I certainly, um, having, I'm having a difficult time for one understanding, uh, understanding, uh, what she says and at the same time absorbing all of the information she dumps on me uh and i need to tell her to i need to tell her to parse the information a little bit better for me i it, it just gets very frustrating uh, when she tells me things and then she has this whole backstory of how or why we need to do things a certain way um Uh, I just feel like I need to get figure out the pattern, figure out the way to do stuff. Follow directions on how to do something without the backstory. But, uh, you know, it's it's a process and, you know, it's hard. It's hard because I've never had to do it this way where I had to um, do it, work with people only through the phone, not in front of their face kind of a thing. This is all totally new. So, um, but not only that, I've noticed that, like, you know, this just, I, I think even throughout my whole life, this has always been the issue where I, not that I don't follow directions, not that I don't listen. But I've been doing things sort of half haphazardly, nonchalantly, not really double checking, not really being um, thorough. And I, I need to change that. You know, I feel like it's almost like I'm at, I've realized this uh, today, this morning as I woke up got ready to go for a run and I'm running and I've noticed throughout my whole life and kind of like this whole move starting from last week too. I noticed this move. I was doing things half haphazardly, not asking questions, not being thorough enough. And had I been maybe, uh, I wouldn't be as stressed out because the ATMs again, were not up in service and, the day ended with the ATMs not being up in service and there was nothing I could really do about it. And then on top of that, the person that I needed to talk to, uh, wasn't available to give, provide information for me to, on how to get things done, how to, uh, submit a request to open new network IP addresses or what have you. And she didn't know, you know, there were certain new ATMs moving into the new office. So it was, uh, again, a lot of miscommunication. And because of that, uh, we didn't get the shit done. Uh, and uh, frustrating, I know. And, you know, now as I'm taking the PTO, I was last night. I mean, not last the night before Sunday. I was like just still stressed out. Like, damn, I'm going to have to take this work. I mean, I'm, I'm taking this PTO, but then there's all these like loose ends that needs to get tied up. 
mainly the ATMs being up in service and everybody is actually scrambling um, to get those ATMs up while I am on PTO. And again, somewhat frustrating because, um, you know, here I am, I'm at (laughs) doing this recording at home, um, enjoying my day off. And I am, my phone is linked to my work email and just, man, there's just like so much emails going around talking and I'm not there. So is the IT person that needs to that needs to be there. We're both on a PTO at the same time, same week. Um, kind of both sides are kind of at a loss without me being on the being the eyes on the on the ground, and her, my IT my IT person being in the in the background back end. Nobody can do anything. So all these other people are like scrambling to get things done, and um, all I could say is. You know, now that I'm here and and kind of reflecting on that, I realize I need to do a better job at communicating with these people. Um, uh, And it was a very interesting quote I heard. It was uh, from uh, Marquette Devon Burton, which um, I I follow. Uh, I subscribe to his channel and he's actually a very kind of an influencer. Um. A business person, but he is—he—he's also, you know, he's a self-proclaimed pimp because um, he learned the pimp game, uh, you know, growing up, and uh, he kind of, I guess, uh, uses the, what he learned in that world to, uh, I guess, translate that into this whole business world, world in life, and all these things, and um, he said. A very quote that a quote that really stuck with me and says, "The job of a boss is not to know everything, but to know how to get everything done." And that was such a powerful quote. So I mean, he made it up on the fly, and I, I thought, wow, that's a very profound statement. And uh, I just need to know how to get everything done. Um, I want to be a boss and, you know, which brings me to, you know, wanting to just do, be a more thorough, uh, do some, do things more thoroughly, more, be more, hold myself more accountable, um, hold myself to a high esteem. If you're going to do something, you got to do it right and you got to do it good. You're not, you know, you, you, you don't have to be perfect. But it's the aim, the aim to be perfect. You know, it's weird. There was like so many things that's been happening around me, you know, with my, you know, even noticing my girlfriend being how meticulous she is when it comes to cleaning, uh, when it comes to painting, when it comes to cooking. Um, It's perfect. It's immaculate. She is very thorough. She... Literally makes her make sure every corner of the house of my house is clean. Uh, she has a cat and she makes sure she is clean, which is kind of crazy. It's, it's like if you have a cat, you know, or if you have a dog, it's almost like, yeah, okay, you could be a little dirty, <laughs> you know, but no, it's like if you want to live in my house, you gotta be clean. 
spend a lot of time cleaning too. Um, but you know, it's like, it just takes, actually, it's not that bad. It just takes a little bit every day. And if you could do a little bit every day, you're fine. You're, you could get there. And, you know, for me, I'm just starting to notice that I need to do things. I need to do things. I need to be as not perfect, but again, I need to do my best. You know, it's so weird. I'm, I'm sitting in the kitchen room. My mom, I'm staring at my mom's altar and my mom smiling in her picture. And she's, you know, she's always said this too, you know? She's always says, just do your best. Just do your best. And I felt like these past couple months, I have not been doing my best. Workouts, haven't doing my best. Uh, cleaning up is, is, again, haphazardly, very surface level, quick wipe down. Oh, I'll be done. You know, like not really doing a deep cleaning when there should be a deep cleaning, not really vacuuming when there should be vacuuming, not really mopping when there should be mopping, just kind of like ignoring the dust around. Um, again, just doing a quick wipe down and that's not good. Not putting my things away. Um, there's just things, a trail of crumbs everywhere with me and I need to do a better job of fixing that. Straight up, and, and and as I talk, I I see myself. I literally see myself with crumbs and things half done. Not a good look, for sure, for sure. And if I'm going to run a business, if I'm going to start this real estate business, I need to do a better job holding myself accountable. I really do. And it starts now. Um, And it sucks because, you know, like I, not that, you know, starting now sucks, but my motivation is not always going to be there. But this is what you do when you build, you try to be consistent as much as possible, as much as fucking possible. That's all you can do. You got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. And if you're consistent, you won't have a freaking problem. That's facts. If you're constantly consistent, then you won't have a problem uh, getting it done because consistency is key. Motivation is not always going to be there. Definitely learn. Definitely learn this. Um, yesterday, I had a, a training session with my broker boss, and. It just, I just, it just dawned on me how much stuff I need to learn, how much stuff that's not, it's not as easy as it, you think it is to become an agent. Everything takes hard work. Everything takes time to learn. Everything takes, you know, day by day, step by step. Nothing is like just handed to you. You know, like there is, I mean, there's talented people that just get handed things and they just like run with it and they're perfect and they, you know, but, you know, unfortunately, I'm not that person, you know, like it it requires a lot of trial and error. Um, A lot of people don't learn the easy way. They learn the hard way. And I am one of those people that learn the hard way. Um, 
Uh, right now it is uh, 1054. I had my coffee, had my breakfast. Uh, I've been watching uh, real estate, uh, watching real estate videos, kind of catch up on some emails. Uh, but there's still so much to do. Um, had my exercise and I'm going to have to clean up a little bit before I get to work. Because I started last night, I had a training with my boss and um, I'm going to have to apply with the, some of the stuff that he taught me uh, just to practice my, with myself. And I'm going to give it a try today. So uh, wish me luck. Uh, stay tuned. I will definitely post more on here. Um, yeah. Happy holidays, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace. Yo, what is good? Uncle Mike back again. Uh, wanted to kind of recap for the day. Um, it is still 11.22. Wanted to add another recording. Was listening to myself and uh, thought um, I was a little bit all over the place with my last recording. And kind of wanted to... Uh, recap the day as well as kind of clean up what I've been trying to say. Um, hope this helps. Anyway, um, got a lot done today. Uh, you know, after I got off the uh, the recording, I was on it. I was on it and I want to say I am proud of myself that I've um, got shit done today. So pat myself on the back for that. Um, went to... Uh, <clears throat> went to worked on worked on the uh, real estate stuff uh, that my boss taught me. Uh, excuse me, just had dinner. Um, was doing that until like twelve one o'clock, and then I dashed off to work. Uh, dashed off to work uh, to go pick up my book that I've been uh, very excited to read about. I I just finished the first chapter. Got a. You know, I, so it's it's a fresh new book. It's called. It's by Dale Carnegie. It's called How to Win, uh, Win Friends, How to Win Friends and Customers, or something like that. That was the uh, name of the title. Dale Carnegie, uh, my real estate broker, uh, gifted that to me. So I am super excited to read that. How to Win. Uh, friends and influence people. So just, you know, I think it's supposed to kind of be like a book that teaches you how to be a good salesperson. Not to only be a good salesperson, just be a likable person, just leave an impression on people. And not only that too, just it, the first chapter was really interesting. It was, which was something that I've kind of been trying to do, which is to not complain as much. Um, not complain as much, not, uh, criticize anybody. Um, and, and that was what I was trying to uh, do today on my recording about my coworkers and colleagues not being, uh, readily available for me, uh, when I needed help, uh, moving, moving things last week. Uh, and I, I can't, you know, I can't fault them because, they are kind of also on vacation mode and as so as I and so here we are um 
you know, again, people kind of scrambling to uh, bring the ATMs back in service while I'm away, while me and my IT uh, coworker is out on vacation. And, you know, just again, we're we're going to have to do a better job or, or I will need to have to do a better job at communicating with my coworkers about um, what I need and what needs to get done and uh, not worry about, I mean, I get, I get I, it's frustrating because my, my coworker that trained me, you know, sometimes she uh, gets frustrated with me and, you know, I don't want to like constantly have to go to her and ask questions, you know, because she starts criticizing me and it, this is what happens, you know, I loathe her, I loathe going, I loathe going to her for questions, you know, because it's like, you know, I get a, not so much a verbal lashing, but she, you know, in a way, passive aggressively makes me feel bad about, um, you know, asking her questions like, oh, I need to take better notes. And we talked about this numerous times. And, uh, you know, why don't you read your emails? And, you know, like she kind of starts going down a laundry list of why, why I don't do certain things. And, uh, you know, um, I should take her advice uh, and, and, and take her criticism a little bit more um, wholeheartedly or more personal, like really um, be more involved with when she's training me but again you know it's just how she trains and how I absorb you know is a problem and and not to mention just again throughout my uh, whole life like listening to people and following directions has not always been my best um, attribute it's weird. It's it's almost like uh, I have to learn. Yeah, I have to learn the hard way. I have to learn through numerous trial and error. I have to learn constant repetition. And um, that's one of the ways I learn. And then, you know, me ask, constantly asking questions. Uh, I know it frustrates people, everybody. So it, it's something I need to work on. On my own for myself so definitely uh, moving forward going to uh, next Monday when I go back to work I will have to do a better job at um, doing my job getting the job done getting shit done get everything around me done no more dilly dallying. If I have a question, just ask and take the criticism as they come. It is what it is. So, uh, so that's that. And you know, at the end of the day, it's I just need to be more thorough. I need to do a better job on my end, so people around me don't get frustrated. 
you know, everybody gets frustrated. It's, you know, and everybody wants to point the finger, but you know, everybody needs to kind of also look at themselves. And I'm starting with me. I'm starting with the guy in the mirror. You know, I just need to um, make an, put in more effort, put in more effort, you know, like, and like I said, you know, just, uh, I, I've noticed just my, throughout my life, um, the effort has no, always, hasn't been there. It, it should, as it should be, when it should be there. It was just more like, it's good enough. So, you know, we'll deal with it later. Um, that's not going to get you too far. I, I, I felt like, you know, to a certain point, you know, to high school, past high school, you know, this is why like college was difficult. Teaching was difficult. Working with my mother was difficult. Working with, uh, you know, going to Wells Fargo. Everything was always kind of like ugh, a little uh, dread, you know, going to work. You know, I never looked forward to going to work. And I, you know, if, if real estate's going to be the, the, the thing that I'm going to get into, it that absolutely needs to be my passion. Um, and, you know, for at least it, it's giving me something that I like, I really want to do. Like, I really do enjoy helping people and being happy, you know, like, like a, a big decision in their lives in someone else's life like I'm a part of that like that brings me joy that certainly brings me more joy than uh, doing what I'm doing now which is at work which is at work and going to uh, it's it's literally a thankless job like not only that like I'm in I'm in the lab by myself all day I don't talk to anybody I don't see anybody rarely see anybody and, uh, you know, they just, everything just needs to work. And, you know, barely get a thank you, barely get a, you know, good job. Nobody, you know, like, it's only when something breaks down, that's when everybody's complaining. And I don't know if that's the best environment for me, you know? Um, so, uh, hopefully, I could get my shit together so that, you know, um, this... I just know this, all this is, all this happening right now is helping me in, in preparation for what I, for me in the future. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, but in the meantime, right now, in this very moment, nothing I could do about it. I could only come back on vacation, come back from vacation and do my best, put in more effort than I did before. Um, and, and, you know, it's helped me, this, this little PTO couple of days has helped me realize that, um, you know, and, and, you know, just real realizing that today, you know, I just realized like I need to just be on point with the shit I need to do, such as, you know, my taking care of my house, painting, cleaning, everything should be done thoroughly and not just half half assed, you know. And so today, after running, after doing the podcast, I jumped on my real estate, uh, learning, you know, learned the resources. I, I, there's still more to there, but, uh, I've done, I've done some practices and sent out some listings to some friends, 
sent out to a girlfriend to have her take a look at it and you know she approves hopefully my other friends can see it and let me know their thoughts about it uh went to work got my book that i'm trying to read afterwards went to get a car wash um um came home made some food packed packed for chico tomorrow heading out to chico uh spending the night with family or my, my girlfriend's family for thanksgiving uh packed some food only thing that uh, I didn't get around to was uh, getting an oil change. So there's that. So I'm definitely, you know, I didn't get everything done, but I got some things done. Uh, so one thing is off the list. One thing is one thing on the list remains. So that counts for something. And I'm going to, you know, it's it's going to be frustrating and it's going to be uh, there's going to be days where I'm not going to be motivated to do any of it. And, and that's okay. Uh, I can't be too hard on myself. But, you know, once I mope, once I'm done moping, it's time to, you know, pick yourself up off the bootstraps and continue forward. Because that's all I can do. You know, me as a man, me, you know, the way my, my folks raised me, my mom raised me, the way my mom taught me. You know, you just got to do your best. Always double check. Always double check things and you'll be okay. And I think um, I'm really going to have to start heeding that advice. Uh, But at any rate, um, we'll see. Um, And my girlfriend, you know, bless her heart, she's been so helpful and just i i'm so grateful for her so grateful to to have met her just weird just weird that how uh, how we met under the circumstances and how we're together now we've literally been together for a year so that's pretty crazy that's pretty great and um i'm just gonna continue fighting i'm gonna you know i'm gonna continue learning how to get shit done I don't need to know everything, but I need to how to get everything done. Yep. So, um, if I got, if, if I don't talk to you guys uh, for the next few days, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. I'll talk to you guys again soon. All right. Peace out, guys. Good night.